today we're talking about how to find and vet people to work with as a brand new investor. This is something I wish somebody had talked to me about when I moved over from being an employee to being a business owner, which was also an investor, and I had to build a team. There are so many shifts that I had to make, and I was completely unprepared for it. Number one, if you're an employee, you have a desk job, you're working with people who are organized, they are uh, professionals, they uh, have a nine-to-five job, they have very set routines and very set job descriptions. And then now suddenly you're becoming a business owner. You have to figure out for yourself what the steps are. You're also an investor and there's a wealth building component at stake. A lot of generational cycles being broken, a lot of mindset shifts being made in all of this. And then now you're also finding and vetting a team that may not be working the same way that the other employees worked when you were at a job, right? Now you're working with a contractor who problems that contractors face so much respect for them. The problems that contractors face are things like, well, my guy, my electrician today showed up high on the job and I had to send him back home. Like these are issues you'd never have to face when you are a W2 employee, right? So this is like a whole different world. So that's what we're talking about today. Hey there. We're here to put you on the path to a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. I'm Palak. And this is Nidhi. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you here. Yeah, it's, you know, as you said, it can be a very jarring experience, right? Because you're used to working in a certain field. So uh, along with the fact that you have the people that you work with at your W2 job are likely professional and, you know, they come from similar backgrounds and all that. Uh, but the other thing is, now you're working in an industry that's also completely different from an industry that you ever worked in before. Oh, that's true. So while you're now you're acquiring skills about a new industry, right? Whether it's about when you talk about real estate specifically, it could be you're learning how to analyze deals, you're learning how to finance properties, you're learning how to, you know, hire people, learning all these things. Yeah. Uh, and in that context, it becomes very difficult as a new investor. To be able to say, you know what, this is the right contractor for me, or this is the right real estate agent for me, because it's it's a very different industry, different set of uh, qualities that make somebody a good person fit for your team or not. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> even though you may have hired people in your W two job, right. right? You may be a manager and you hired people on your team, but it's very very different when you're hiring uh, and choosing the vendors to work with on your real estate project. Right. Uh, certain basic things may be very different, like your contractor, for instance. Most contractors are not very tech savvy. <laughs> so when you send them an email, don't respond, don't expect a response within a few hours or in a, in a, in a day or two, right? Because they may not even check their emails for a few days. And as a part of a corporation, I've seen people who are not the best employees cruise for a whole year, two years before people notice and they're out of their job. If that happens to you as a real estate investor, somebody on your team is cruising for it, you'll be out of business, yeah, right? Like absolutely. It's a whole different ballgame. So let's talk about this today. It's a, a, a topic that I wish somebody had talked to us about when we first got started. A lot of learning experiences yeah. here. And if you're in that position right now, a new investor, 
it's okay. And yeah. but just know that going in, like set your expectation the right way that it is going to be a, a big change. And, and that's fine. You're not the only one who's having to go through it. Yeah. Yes. So let's kind of talk about what are the team members that an investor ends up hiring early on. So number one is contractor. We both mentioned contractor. This is a topic that comes up all the time. So contractor, yes. Another one is a real estate agent, yeah. right? As you're looking for properties uh, to buy and when you decide to sell your properties at some point, agent, uh, the realtor or your real estate agent is a pivotal part of this because they're the ones who are, you know, um, understand the uh, city or the neighborhood that you're investing in well and not only do they guide you through the transaction, but they're the ones you can lean on for uh, different questions about uh, whether I should invest in this particular block or should I invest in this other neighborhood here. They're the ones who can help guide you um, as well. The next one is your property manager. A property manager sometimes gets pocket listings. They're really good at identifying good, strong rental areas they can be really useful in figuring out how to determine a good tenant pool, how to vet your tenants, how to manage your properties well. So property manager is another great team member for you if you are not managing properties yourself. Yeah. And then the the other team members, and I'll talk to them as a team because they're really a trifecta. You know, the, the trifecta is really your accountant, your insurance, and your attorney. Right. And these are going to be important because they're going to be the ones who are going to help protect your assets, uh, reduce your tax liabilities. Uh, and they often work together as a team because there is a balance, right? Your, your accountant is going to step in when it comes to your uh, LLC formation from a tax standpoint. But then your attorney needs to weigh in as well to make sure your assets are being protected and you're setting, and setting your assets up correctly from an LLC standpoint. Yeah, And then your insurance person is going to help you uh, get the right insurance for your property so in case something happens, you're protected. Love it. So when it comes to finding and vetting a really good team, the way I would think about it is I would say, how can I have access to the best players in the industry and what is the best way to determine if they're going to be the right fit for me? Those are the two things you kind of want to figure out. And today we're only talking about finding and vetting, but managing the team is a whole other episode that we can talk about someday yes. in future. Yes. So the number one way to build a great team is plug yourself into a good tribe, a community of investors. One thing I will tell you is that when you get a recommendation from someone that you don't know if they are a verified true investor, I would take that recommendation with a grain of thought because sometimes people recommend people that they have overheard that they are a good team member unless they have invested in the same strategy as you, unless they have direct experience with their team member is very hard to know if that reference should be taken or not, if that referral is something you want to consider or not. And early on, this happened to me where, you know, you ask for recommendations online in like a big community. You don't know if people who are replying to your question are true legit investors or not. So be careful asking for references. That's if right. you're not a part of a community, 
make sure you become a part of a community where people who are in the community, in that mentorship program, in that membership community, are investing the same way that you are. They're coming from similar backgrounds. They have the same mindset. They're going through the same process as you because that really helps get the right recommendation. That's right. If you are a professional trying to figure out how to build generational wealth by either building or scaling your rental portfolio, Burkhan 2023 is your place to be. It's coming to Philadelphia on December 8th and we cannot wait to see you there. And whether you're a new investor or if you have a few deals under your belt, Burkhan is the ultimate place for buy and hold investors. Last year, we had hundreds of real estate investors who connected with each other, learned new strategies and tactics, and figured out how they were gonna leverage the upcoming market changes to grow their portfolio. And this year, we're gonna do that in person. So whether you're looking for strategies and tactics to scale your business, an amazing lineup of speakers and panelists, or even network with other real estate investors, come to Burkhan 2023. Again, it's on December 8th in Center City, Philadelphia. Prepare for a transformative experience that's going to change the way you think about building wealth and set a new trajectory for your business and for your personal life. Join us. And, you know, there's really three things that I would say that we look for when we hire uh, any of these team members that we talked about, right? Contractor, agent, you know, um, property manager, whatever. There's three real things that you want to look for that kind of apply to all these different team members. Number one is their skill. How good are they at what they do? <clears throat> so if you're hiring for a contractor, ask, for, ask them for their previous work. Like what kind of projects have they done? Uh, you know, talk to their references to make sure they did a quality job. Are they good at their job? Um, you know, if you can visit one of the properties that they've done, even better. Um, and, you know, and if you're hiring a uh, an accountant, are they really familiar? Are they, uh, are they special? Do they specialize in real estate? Do they work with other real estate investors where they can help you as you build your real estate portfolio? They can help guide you uh, specifically related to the accounting questions for real estate, because one of the biggest benefits of real estate is the tax code, right? And the the yeah. per, the, the amazing benefits that you can get from a tax standpoint. So make sure the person that you're hiring is very skilled and they're good at what they do. And they specialize. And they specialize in, in the real area. Yeah, exactly. Because every accountant thinks that they can represent a real estate investor, but if they don't specialize in it, they're not going to know all the nuances. That's right. So that's one, right? Skill. Are they good at what they do? Number two is communication, right? Can they communicate well? Because if you are uh, talking to your accountant and if they're not good at responding to their emails for weeks at a time, or if you're talking to your contractor, now contractors are typically not very tech savvy, so I wouldn't expect an email from them, but are they good at picking up your phone? Are they good at maybe text messages, right? Are they yeah. good at just responding to you, making sure the lines of communication are open. If there's an issue or a surprise at a project, does the contractor let you know? And uh, you know, uh, they, they want you want them to tell you when something goes wrong very quickly. You don't want them to wait for a long time. Right? Agreed, one hundred percent. So, second is is the communication piece. So, that, skill communication. And third, which is the hardest thing to do, but it is really the most important is the trust factor, right? Do you trust them? Is there that integrity uh, there in that person? Can you rely on them? Can you trust them with 
if it's a contractor, you're going to give them tens of thousands of dollars, um, right. right? And if it's an accountant or an attorney, you're going to give them a lot of money. Can you trust, because that uh, trust factor there. Now, it's very hard to gauge that when you are a new investor and you talk to the first agent or the first contractor, you're not going to know the answer to that. Right. Because, you know, they talk about using uh, gut feel when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, figuring out if you can trust someone, but that gut feel develops with a time and experience. The yeah. first person to, you're going to talk to, you're not going to have that. But if you talk to 10, 15, 20 agents or 10, 15, 20 contractors, and you kind of see you know, how they're answering your questions and you kind of see what kind of work they've done and actually working with them on one project or two projects, that's what then helps develop that trust factor and knowing that you can trust someone and if not, and as you then, uh, you know, decide to work with other people and bring on other people on your team, whether it's a different realtor or a second contractor, you'll be a lot better judge right. of whether you can trust them. And you can tell a lot by their process of selling, meaning how they come across from the day you meet them all the way until you decide to hire them. Do they have their processes in place? Are they communicating with you on time? Are they showing up to your appointments on time? Are they giving you all the information that you need in an organized way? So if you see red flags leading up to the time you hire them, that is indication that that's how they run their business. And so keep that in mind. That our contractor, I still remember day one, he always showed up early. Whenever we wanted to look at a property with him, when we got there on time, he would have already scoped out the entire property from the outside before we even got there, right? Yes. He was always there early. And that says a lot about the integrity and about the processes and how they run their business. It tells a lot to you how they're going to be throughout the process of working with them. And yeah. so he may not be tech savvy. He may not reply to emails because, you know, you don't want your contractor sitting at a desk replying to emails. You want them at the job site. Right. So he may not do that, but what he's supposed to do, he does really well. Yeah. So keep that in mind. All of the red flags in the beginning, that is how you're going to be with them throughout. Right. And so, you know, a couple of things, these are two pro tips that I would like to give, which is, you know, as you're hiring a team members, what are the couple of things to keep in mind? One is don't go with the first person you interview. Don't hire the first person you interview, whether it's an agent or an accountant. Don't hire the first person. Talk to at least three to five people and ask them tons of questions that relate to whatever position you're hiring for, whether it's looking for an accountant, ask them all the questions and you know have a list of questions ready, like have a 10 or 15 list of questions uh, that you're going to ask a property manager or an agent, and they're obviously going to be different questions right, for your contractor. And have those questions written down and ask, interview at least three to five different people until you think you've found the right one. So that is that is one, right? Make sure you interview a few people. Number two pro tip is do your due diligence. Other than asking them all these questions to see if they're an expert in their field, um, also ask for for references, mm -hmm. right? Other clients that they've worked with before. Yes. Maybe they can provide references for, for those. And if they do give you references, make sure you call those references yes. and talk to them and ask them exactly what their experience was. 
Uh, so don't, um, you know, try to rush the due diligence phase just because you really like someone. Make sure you do your thorough due diligence. Yeah. If it's if you're hiring a contractor, make sure they're licensed and insured and make sure their paperwork is in order. Right. So do all your due diligence before you hire someone. And that's it, guys. So be sure to follow these tips when you hire your team. Make sure you work on your mindset. Being a business owner and an investor, it's a whole different ballgame than being a W-2 employee. It is way more fun. Yes. Nobody who's jumped into this world has ever said that they want to go back. Yes. And the more you learn, the more you're going to grow. And think of it as personal growth for yourself, for your family, for generations to come, and you'll succeed. All right, see you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Bye now. Don't forget, when you're ready to get serious, you can join us at theinvestoraccelerator.com. It's like getting a thousand episodes worth of information in five days, and it's everything you need to build your actionable plan to financial freedom and making work optional.